Hello and welcome to the Sacred Space Storytelling Podcast, a place where we will dive deep into epic discussions on birth, motherhood, womanhood, rites of passage, and so much more. We are your hosts, Lucy, a mama of four, a birth keeper, a women's worker, and a past midwife who has left the system in the pursuit of truly being with woman. And Christy, a mama of three, birth and pregnancy advocate, community service worker with a strong interest in the shamanic dimensions of the journey from girlhood into womanhood and beyond. Come with us now as we unravel today's conversation. Okay, hello and welcome to episode five of the Sacred Space Storytelling Podcast. You're here with Lucy and Christy and today we have the absolute pleasure of um, hearing Lizzie's two beautiful birth stories. So Lizzie is a solo mama of two wild daughters. She is passionate about living a sovereign life in alignment with desire, passion and devotion. Stevie, who was three, was a beautiful natural physiological land birth in a birth house with a private midwife and her mum present. And Audrey, who was seven months old, was a free birth at home in water with her best friend and her mama present with a full lotus birth. Oh, how incredible. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I cannot wait to just dive into this juicy conversation yes. and hear all about it. So welcome. Welcome, welcome. Yes, thank you. That was like a really beautiful intro. And also like must have been a while ago because Audrey's like almost eight months now. <laughs> oh, we were super organized with that email correspondence. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I wish I could say seven months and just keep her like little forever. <laughs> I know they grow I like got, weeds. I actually got really like a bit teary when you said like two wild daughters. I love that so much because I can just relate to that, like the wild daughters. And it's just like, oh, just it just gets a little something going in my chest and my throat and I'm like yeah it's almost like an inner child thing too and I'm like mm, yeah she knows where it's at we've got wild daughters yeah totally yeah, I think deconstructing that conditioning <laughs> that good girl feels like a really big honor and like like I don't think about it most of the time but when I reflect I'm like whoa I'm like a single mom and also a single mom of daughters. Like it's like, oh, it's oh, sorry. <laughs> like oh, the thing, you know? Oh, it's so cool. It's so awesome. <laughs> and they are totally wild. So <laughs> mine are too. I feel your sister. Too. I feel you. <laughs> oh, we all have two girls. Wild daughters. Yes. Oh, that's so special. <laughs> yeah. Daughters hit different. Hey, like they're just, there's such a, there's such a healing element to motherhood. Also triggering, but very, <laughs> very, very healing. It's, it's actually like, yeah, it's such an honor to have daughters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, sister. <laughs> 
Yes. And to have sisters, like mm. I have, I don't have any siblings as well. So like that's <laughs> it's like a new yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just witnessing like siblings and that they have their own relationship with each other that like has nothing to do with me, even though like, yes, it has something to do with me, but like they are just communicating all the time and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like they they just get to have each other, like to walk through mm. life. And this is another thing, like in my second pregnancy, and I'm getting ahead of myself here, but I don't know if you guys can relate to this really weird realisation that like it's a completely different baby, but it's the same womb. Like that. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like you've just got this one womb for life and like every single baby that you get to have gets to be grown from like the same fibres and the same blood and in that same space. I'm like, this is just like. Oh, I've actually never thought of it like that. (laughs) I'm actually fully teary. (laughs) I'm fully emotional today, by the way, so I'll probably cry a lot. I love it. Today, every day. Like, wow, like, and it also makes you think, like, you've really got to take care of your body, right? Like, you really do only get one. Mm. Like, we're so designed to have multiple pregnancies and multiple births. Like, we're so capable of that. And, like, all our babies, like, they come from the same womb. Yes. Like, it's so magic. I, I feel like I'm going to fully reflect on that when I leave this, like, leave this call and be like, yes, wow. <laughs> It's it so makes me magic. think of my own sister too, actually, and like my brother. And it's like, wow, you, we really are connected so deeply. Love that. All right. So should we just jump in? So yeah. anything yeah. else to add right now? And yeah, I'm ready to hear about these births of yours. Yes. I'm super, super excited. Yeah. Um, so just wherever you want to. Yeah, wherever you want to start, Lizzie. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So my oldest and my first, Stevie, um, I think I was like 21 when I found out I was pregnant with her and it was a total surprise. <laughs> like I was <laughs> absolutely not planning on settling down and becoming a mum and any of this stuff it was not on my radar at all um and I wasn't even in like a partnership so it was like a hot like totally not really the greatest foundations um but like in hindsight and even really at the time it felt like this real divine thing of like this needs to happen like like I was just on such a different path that really was not good um and obviously you know our children aren't here to save us or anything like that like I I think it's you know she invited me to do the work it was me who did it but you know she was a very good invitation and I took it and I ran with it and I think it just awakened something within me that was already there. Like I've always been interested in like natural health and even though my lifestyle at the time didn't really reflect mm. living in that. Yeah, right? Like yeah. I, 
I'm like, no, I don't want to go to the doctors, but like, yes, I'll go partying and like not. Yeah. Anyway, it was a whole thing. (laughs) I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was that. And, and it just, I feel like my roots, like it was like, oh, this is who I am. Like I, I stopped drinking coffee like that. That feels so significant to share because I was massive into Mm. coffee. It was like everything. I just stripped everything back and was like, okay, like I just dove into research. My first pregnancy, I just became hyper fixated on like physiological birth and like, you know, the whole like folate versus folic acid and all the things like my brain was like a sponge and I just wanted to know everything. And I think what was really true in that pregnancy was, you know, that information is empowering. Mm -hmm. That was like really important. And I knew from the get go, I didn't want to go into a hospital. Like there there was just no there's nothing in me that was like oh I must go to the hospital now and start having these appointments and things like I also had no idea what a wild pregnancy was um I don't know if it was like a trendy term back then this is like 2019 but I essentially pretty much had a mostly wild pregnancy without Mm. you know really meaning to because it was just this deep intuitive knowing like I remember being deep in my second trimester and at six months pregnant, maybe it was like almost third and it's somewhere around there. I moved back home with my dad at six months pregnant. Best decision ever. My dad. <laughs> yeah, the best. And he's like, Lizzie, like, don't you think you should go to a doctor or something or like try and, you know, like get like hire someone to help you? And I was just like, I'm not sick. I'm just pregnant. And it was like oh it was so powerful to just be in that knowing of like I'm a young woman just growing a baby like that I'm there's nothing wrong with me I'm not like a ticking clock just waiting for something to go wrong like I feel great I'm thriving I'm like the healthiest I've ever been and you were 21 yeah (laughs) oh my god I just like I say that to Lucy too like because she was young too I'm like I just would not I I just think that's so admirable because I was a bit too far gone at that point so hats off to you honestly oh I I mean I was yeah definitely not living my best life before but yeah it was really that invitation I think it's just that thing that that we have as mamas that primal mama bear Mm. instinct of like I need to get out of this situation I need to take care of myself like all all of those things and I suppose I've always kind of been pretty good at tuning out the noise of the world so maybe that helped um Mm. to like be an intuitive person and it just came online so much more in my pregnancy and when I obviously got sober and and got out of a really bad situation that I was in and just started to learn how to trust myself again and honestly I was yeah the whole hospital thing I'll go back to that I just didn't want to go there at all there was nothing in me that was like yeah that's the place I want to give birth like even though I didn't really know what the options were, I just knew that wasn't going to be one of them. I've had Mm. like so many horrible things happen in hospitals that I'm like, why would I put myself there if I don't have to be there? And I knew that there would be something else. 
And so one of my biggest things in that pregnancy was watching birth videos. Mm. Like I watched hospital births, I watched home births, free births. I didn't really know what that was, but I guess I kind of did at some on some level. Um, it's just birth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just birth though. <laughs> Literally, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't in the birth world. Like I was, but not, I think it's changed. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I was like just witnessing all these different women give birth. And it's all I did for like seven months was just absorb information about pregnancy, birth, breastfeeding, all the things. And it was so empowering and amazing. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, obviously I'm going to have this really wonderful physiological birth that's going to be amazing. And I, I really, I know I've heard some women say, like, if you say you don't have any fear about birth, then you're lying. But truly, like, I wasn't afraid. And I think it's important to share that. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, right. Like I was excited, like, because I had watched so many birth videos. I was like, it's going to be my turn. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Did did you have that beforehand? Sorry, Luz. Sorry. That's all right. So keen to like ask questions. (laughs) It's like, I want to know more. You go, Um, Christy. Are you sure? I, um, yeah, I was just going to say what, like did you grow up like with that thought about birth before kids like even if you're like in this party season of your life or anything like did you get taught anything like this by your mom or anything like that was there anything nothing like that no aunties or anything it was just a natural honestly I didn't had never really thought about birth and maybe Mm. that's part of it like I didn't really have any positive or negative conditioning around it it was like a it's something I just had not considered. How cool. <laughs> I was adamant that I was not going to have kids. Like that was how I was. I was like, I'm never having kids. I don't want to be a mom. Like I can't believe that I said that now, but that's exactly how I felt. So I never thought about it. I was like, I'm just not doing that. Yeah, that's so mm. interesting and so cool. Like I love that. It's like a, this a natural like spark inside of you. I wonder like how many women would feel that though with yeah that's what I'm thinking without all the conditioning around it. it's like oh birth cool like mm. and that's what that. that's the comment I was gonna make is that I mm. think the fear is so much to do with our cultural conditioning whether that be the way that we feel about our bodies growing up or our past birth mm. experiences or traumatic birth stories that got told to us mm. um by family our mothers you know and it's like you were so removed from all of that bullshit that you were so plugged in to your innate knowing and your inner compass and how incredible that is like wow yeah. Were you like that with your period as well? Is that like a like a weird question? Like, you know, when you first get your period, when you can relate your birth to your first menarch, like was that like that no, sort of feeling? That. The, like the way I got my first period is really interesting to reflect on. Like I was trying to get out of doing sport at school And so I lied and I was like, oh, I got my period and I had never had it before. And so I just like hung out in the sick bay and then went home early. And then I got my period for the first time. So I like totally, (laughs) 
you manifested it <laughs> yeah so maybe that's the same because the, like, it's like the theme the yeah you I should like you should journal about that because you <laughs> will be able to make the connections and then because yeah like oh that's super cool I love knowing that about that connection because or there's always some type of like theme going on and like an aha moment like oh whoa uh, true because even like calling my period back in between babies I like um, I think I'd had a cycle and it was 36 days, my first one. And I was like, no, the next one, I wanted to be 30. And so on like day 29, I did this like little ceremony. And then the next day I woke up with my period. So there's definitely Whoa. some. <laughs> you need to buy a lotto ticket. <laughs> That's so powerful. Honestly, I, I, I just, I think this is also a theme of my life. Like I yeah so stubborn like I will decide something and that's it like I what star sign are you a Taurus <laughs> oh I love Taurus <laughs> oh they're my favorite I've got a Taurus moon I'm like of course you're stubborn my partner's a Taurus too fucking hell it's yeah I'm like this is what I want this is what's gonna happen and then mm. that's what happens and it's just mm. this theme and I suppose yeah, that's really hard to kind of share with other people because people are like, how do you tap into your intuition? And I think so much of it is not like how to tap into your intuition. It's how to like just stop listening to everything else. Like it's like how to turn, tell everyone to shut up. Like, it's, yeah, it's there. Like you, I don't know. So you were watching all these birth videos and mm. listening to stories and that was like affirmation to, you know, your inner knowing and the path you were on. Mm. And then what happened next? Yeah. So I finally around in my third trimester, I, it's, this is again, really interesting because at the start of the pregnancy, I was living in Collingwood in Melbourne in the city. And then at six months pregnant, I moved to my dad's house, which was like an hour and a half away. And 20 minutes up the road from my dad was the birth house. And I know that was Stevie. Like I just, it's her all over it. Like everything had to happen the way that it did. And yeah, it just felt really good. Like, cause it was my dad's house and his part. I just didn't, I was like, I don't want to give birth here. It's not my home. I don't want to go to a hospital. I was like, I'm going to connect with a midwife. And, you know, she came to my house and we had the first meeting and I loved her. Like, mm -hmm. oh, I was blessed with such a beautiful midwife. And knowing what I know now, especially like, you know, I didn't read, like I knew what, you know, the system was like, but I didn't fully, fully know everything I know now. And so, you know, of course, I was just like, this woman is amazing. And she would come to my house and she was like, so, you know, you can let me know if you think you'd like me to be your midwife. And I was like, no, no, no. Like you're my midwife. Like that's it. <laughs> like a hundred percent. So I, yeah. What was, made her good? Um, oh, I think she had this really beautiful, gentle nature to her and also she had the same kind of initiation into motherhood that I had. Oh gosh, now I'm getting emotional. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She yeah. Had, she had like the single mom story and she had a home birth for her first and she was like 21 and and I was like, "Oh, this isn't like just, you know, 
some random person that I'm inviting into my birth, this is like destined. Like she, oh, I've got goosebumps. Yeah. Same. <laughs> Same. It was amazing. And, you know, like I got to know her so deeply over those. She would come to my home, you know, she would like feel my tummy and very like chill care, which I loved. I was so happy to receive that care. Um, and, you know, that there's like a quote that's like if you have a really beautiful midwife the first time or like a really like her role is complete if the second birth you know you don't need her or something like that like fully I've never heard that quote but I love what you just said I've heard it but now but long long time ago and now I can't fully remember it either but it resonates hey and it's it's oh that's so beautiful isn't it yeah she's done she's done a good job she did she did the job, right? Like she yeah. was with me, with woman. Like, yeah. <laughs> and, and I told her things like no one else. Like it was really like, yes, yeah, she was, you know, taking care of me and, and monitoring the pregnancy and stuff. But it was like we were building a relationship. There was a connection. Um, yeah. And even still, like we still keep in touch and it's been years. So it, it was like this soul connection where she just got to witness me like go from maiden to mother like really come out of my shell and I think you know in hindsight maybe there was a little bit of her that's like is she gonna be able to do this like maybe just a little bit because I was so timid and I was like very much healing and got but I knew like within me like oh I'm gonna rock this birth like just watch (laughs) and she, she never projected that onto me but I think like just from how she responded afterwards, it was like, whoa. Like she was like, that just could not have been any better than it was. And I'm like, yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So yeah. what was the start? What was the start of Stevie's labor? What was that first mm-hmm. sensation feeling? How many weeks were you? Yeah. So I was exactly 41 weeks. This is another like, moment where my due date which you know whatever but at that point I I did have some interest in my due date for sure um I was super excited I was doing the countdown all the things so it was the 10th and I was like okay well the 10th is great and I really like the number 17 and my it's my dad's number you know men and they're like sport football numbers 17 my nana really likes the number 17 so I'm like okay she's gonna be a week late we're gonna have her on the seventh well I didn't know it was a girl I mean I sort of did but obviously yeah 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 you know but you don't know but you know yeah Yeah. I'm like okay the 17th that's gonna be it and it's kind of hilarious because, like, yes, I did end up giving birth to her on the 17th. Like, it was oh like, oh my God, you're yeah. like a master manifester. <laughs> we just decided. <laughs> also, I think in human design is another part of it. My Yes, I was about to say yeah, that. Are I'm you a, a manifesting generator? No, I, I'm a projector. It's, you've got like the different things. I don't know, but I'm a specific manifester. You can be specific. Uh, on- yes, 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 yes. Yes. So that's probably part of it. That's um, so cool. You need yeah. to like run courses for people. How to manifest <laughs> anything. <laughs> Make a decision. I don't know if that'd be very helpful. I don't know. <laughs> you definitely would be. Okay, maybe, maybe. Yeah. 
it was beautiful. So the 16th, there was like no pressure. I was like, oh, we went to the city. I went for this long walk. I was ages away from the birth house. Like I just knew it wasn't happening. And then that evening, I like really decided to go inwards. I ran myself a bath. I was listening to Lana Del Rey. I was like having my red raspberry leaf tea, all the things. That first pregnancy, I ate all the dates. I did all the herds. I, I did all the things. Wow. You know, and the second time around, I'm not doing any of this. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it was, it was beautiful. Um, and I went to bed and I woke up in the middle of the night and I was, yeah, I was having waves and I was like, oh, cool. Like I kind of didn't realize what it was at first. And I was trying to like kind of go back to sleep because I was like, I'm tired. Like that's all my brain could really think of was like, I just want to go back to sleep. Why does my tummy hurt? Um, and then I started to realize that it was like coming and going. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So it was like the middle of the night. And then I just pretty much labored by myself, like through the night. Um, I was obviously at my dad's house. My dad was asleep. Um, I wasn't going to wake him up or anything. So I was just chilling. I would like go sometimes in the bath, sometimes back to the bed. I was kind of going back and forth and just trying to feel like what felt comfy. Um, and then, yeah, my dad got up and was getting ready for work. And I was like, hey, like, I'm in labor. <laughs> like, good morning. Oh, you're such a boss. <laughs> like, you just, my, I, I just, yeah, whoa. Sorry, <laughs> keep going. I just had to just say that. Thank you. I love it. Um, it was just normal. It was just so normal. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and I just was, yeah, just having contractions. And I think my waters broke at about eight o'clock. No, maybe around seven in the morning. And there was meconium in my waters. And I was kind of like, oh, okay, like that's kind of annoying. And then I think I just made a decision right then and there that like, this is just not going to be an issue. And I just kind of went back mm. to labor. And like I told my midwife, I was like, you know, there's meconium in my waters. And she was like, okay, no worries. Um, and I was just, yeah, I think that was the first time I had called her just to let her know that. And I was like, I'm, I'm going to stay at home for a bit longer and we'll let you know, like when we're, when we're deciding to go to the birth house. And so my mum, who usually lives overseas had flown to Australia to support me and be with me and she was staying at an Airbnb a little while away so like when it was I don't know reasonably early in the morning I think I waited till like maybe 6am to let her know um she was like you were by yourself how long were you by yourself for doing that I I guess like from about midnight and my dad probably woke up around seven ish, and then mum came over at like maybe eight thirty or yeah, something. Wow! Just in the night, just casual. No one knows. Yeah, like I just love that. You just you're just trusting. Like you, that's just it. Just shows that you're you are so in tune with yourself again. Like you just so in like you trust yourself, which is such yeah. a beautiful trait. Oh. I love that you said that because that was like a really big affirmation for me when I moved back home with my dad because I realized like through going through an abusive relationship that I had really severed my own self-trust 
And so that's what I was working on. And I would just say, I trust myself completely. I trust myself completely. And this Mm. pregnancy and birth like really anchored me in that because it felt natural to trust myself in that. I was like, oh, my body's just doing this. Like, Mm. this is what I was designed to do. Like it was such, it was so healing. It was such a homecoming to really be in that. Like it's healing even to hear it, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Again. <laughs> yes, yes. Wow. So good. Oh. oh. So, so your mum came over? Yeah. <laughs> she came over. <laughs> I'm like on and- the edge of my seat here, by the way. Oh, I think things started ramping up once my waters broke. Like things shifted a notch. And I was like, okay, I definitely remember like throwing up at one point and it was just getting a bit like, whoa, okay. I had a moment for like a split second where I was like, I totally get why women do drugs or not do drugs, but like, yeah, yeah have medication. Yeah. Like, as soon as I let myself have that thought, I was like, okay, Lizzie, we need to turn that off because that's not happening today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get back to what we're doing. And I was in the like spare room and my mom was in the living room. So I could see her and she was like in my field, but like not too close. Like I was really just wanting to kind of be with what my body was doing. And I felt one of the contractions. I like felt this like bearing down feeling. And I was like, oh, I love that. I'm like, oh my God. Like, yeah what like oh no wait is your mum dad you spoken to your mum beforehand like communicated what like your expectations of her support or was she just chill is she just chill like you yeah I think she I think she just look I'm like I've always been very headstrong and like Mm. you know she knows me yeah okay okay yeah she's like leaving you to do your thing (laughs) yeah she knows she was cool with it and she trusted yeah that's actually a really good reflection like she was just happy to be there you know like she was like okay I'll drive you there and and I think she was just so excited that she was going to be in Nana like it was really Mm. that's like a reflection like like how like you like you being how you are and her being like that like I can sort of see the why you are like that if she can just hold that space there and be like well that's who she is and I support her you know yeah, it's pretty cool because like a lot of mums would be freaking out. Like, you know, my mum <laughs> is amazing, but she freaked out so much in my first birth. So it's like that's cool that she's just holding space. You can see her and she's like so anchored in, just bearing yeah. witness. That's so beautiful. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, super powerful to reflect on because I'm like, yeah, that's normal, but no, it's really not. A lot of people have so much trauma and, and charge around it so she might have been freaking out but she definitely didn't show it you know yeah she didn't show it though that's like the main thing though that yeah. showed like so much self-awareness on her behalf yeah that she Lovely. really made it made it about you and centered you mm. a lot there's a lot of um stories where the mothers are like they aren't able to do that and they let their own birth stories come into their daughter's birth stories and it project a lot of stuff. So that's so like I can, the way you describe that, it's like she's holding this beautiful container for you to just be and open and she's just 
your rock, like just bearing witness, just anchoring you in. Like that is so profound, Lizzie, and beautiful. How special she was for that third generation to come in with that kind of, mm. that you know, that energy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That maternal line of just. Mm. Yeah. Like you can, it, it's, it's almost like you can see why you, how, why you like have been able to handle things, how you've handled things. You know, a lot of that is on your own half too, but our mothers are a big influence on us. Yeah, that's true. I think I've just created no room for anyone to tell me anything negative. I was so excited. Like it was, it was wow. in my field of like, I can't wait to give birth and like this is where I'm giving birth and this is what it's going to be like and mum, you can cut the cord and it's going to like there just was no you know, like there was no holes in my aura for someone to come and fill it with their shit. It was like, this is my experience. Yes. You took you up know? all the space. So yeah. You took so up all the space. Soloing it too. And like, obviously you've got a backstory with that, which I can probably relate to, to be honest. Um, But doing it solo, mm. like, and at mm. that age and having that mindset, man, that is very special. Hey, that you've, you are a, a bull (laughs) (laughs) what a joyous birth like just the energy already is so just pure joy hey joy and light and so your mama came over and how much longer did you labor at home for not not very long like things definitely picked up and once I felt that bearing down feeling I remember calling out I was like mom like something's happening like I think we should go now and I was really like let's get in the car like let's go and she was like okay but it's like school drop-off time like do you want to wait another half an hour I was like mom we're getting in the car because <laughs> mm. that's yeah. such an intense feeling too like you're oh. like oh yeah I'm like I want to be there I want to be in the water I want to do this thing she's like do you want to bring you crystals I was like I don't care. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> mom I love you <laughs> mom I don't care let's just go and she's like I'll bring the rose quartz so she brought at least one crystal thanks mom very important oh my gosh the car drive there I know this is such a thing now it's like you know leaving the home it's such an intervention it's it's such a thing and I totally get that I loved the drive um it was like honestly psychedelic I mm. loved it. <laughs> I just like it's such a happy memory. It's one of my favorite parts of the birth. Like it was maybe like a 20, 30 minute drive. And things had been pretty intense up to that point. Like getting sitting down and putting on my seatbelt. I was like, oh, I hate this. But once the I- baby's head is so low in there. I can't <laughs> even, I can't believe you even sat down. <laughs> yeah, I was I was like sprawled out on the back seat, but yeah. My mom noticed at one point that I didn't have my seatbelt on. She's like, Lizzie, you need to put on your seatbelt. I'll try. (laughs) I will try that. So it was like the sun was just like beaming through the window all over me, like so warm. I had my eyes closed. It was quiet. Like there was no music. My mom wasn't talking. She was driving you know, she wasn't going slow, but she wasn't speaking. She was doing perfectly. And I honestly totally get like 
there's this thing called the Bradley method where women will just lay down in their bed and close their eyes and just breathe and relax through the whole labor. Mm. And I'm like, what? That's how I felt. Like I literally, like I knew I was having contractions, but there was no pain. It was completely painless in that moment. And it was, I could just like see this wave of energy going through my body and like everything in me was so relaxed. I've always loved being in the car, to be honest. It's such a relaxing Mm -hmm. state for me. And I actually felt like I was on acid or something. Like I was like ripping balls in the car. It was so good. Like I just. Yeah, I had the same type of like psychedelic. Mine was the day before labor though where I was like, oh, like (laughs) I get it. (laughs) It was so good. I I wanted to stay there forever, honestly. Mm, Um, And noticing when we were pulling up to the birth house, how I started to come out of that and into my logical mind and I could feel the contractions again and really noticing that connection of like, oh, like the hormones and and everything that's going on. Anyway, we got there at 10 in the morning and I had Stevie at two o'clock in the afternoon. So we were there for a few hours um, and I was in the pool for a lot of it, like... I had a really interesting transition, Um, really interesting, where I felt like, again, I was kind of like falling asleep in between contractions and I just went so deep into this other world. And when I was there, like there was some stuff that came up around like, you know, the dad and, and, Mm. oh, I had some anger and I was like yeah I just had some stuff that was there for me to like sit with and look at and move through and there was a lot of healing that happened there and you know it was beautiful there was like my mom was sitting over there Lisa my midwife was sitting over there and then there was another midwife Melissa who rocked up you know halfway through because I think that was like a legal requirement you have to have two midwives present Um, And she was like crocheting in the corner. Like I didn't even notice her come in. I didn't even know she was crocheting until after. And my mom told me like she somehow was like she was there, but like not there. And everyone was kind of like just sat in this circle around me in the pool. And I sort of came out of wherever I was. And I was like, this is really hard. Like that's what I said. And my mom was like, she just looked at me. She was like, yeah, it is. And my midwife said something so beautiful. She's like, yeah, it's supposed to be hard. And I was like, okay, cool. Like that was all I needed. (laughs) Mm, You just need Um, that support and that that reassurance that what you're going through is normal and that you can trust it and to feel seen in it. Hey, it's all you need. You don't need to be saved from it. Yes, yes. Yeah, and I wasn't asking for that either. And I think it's beautiful that no one came in with any fear there. It was like, yeah, you're doing it. It's fucking hard. <laughs> like, keep that's, going. that's what you said to me, Lucy, when I look, I always tell this story, I know, but it was such a pivotal moment when I was like in that transition time. I'm like, I can't, I don't mm. think I can do this. And Lucy's like, but you already are. And I was like, fuck, yeah. Okay, that's what I needed to hear. I am. Yeah. It's all good. Everything's fine. It's like just being seen. 
yeah just being seen that's it yes. it's in where you are and knowing that there's another woman on this planet who's done this before you who's sitting with you who's just like yeah I know what you're feeling right now and like yeah. that is enough <sighs> totally and it's so oh. simple yet why do we <laughs> people struggle with that so much like so my cat is now um <laughs> just so much shit going on all the time in my house um yeah it's so simple but we have been even disconnected from that a little bit of just like not knowing what to say or having to interfere because it makes somebody else you uncomfortable or you know it's just being fully seen and honest and being and just holding the space mm. in that oh, yeah. strong presence it's an energy and it was like, totally yeah. yeah even just like the circle around me like mm. that I look at the photos I'm like there was like a portal open yes. you know oh. My God, it's delicious. (laughs) So good. And all women, like it was just this really special, yeah, it was exactly the right thing for me. Like obviously I think it's so, so beautiful to have a partner with you and the oxytocin and the intimacy and like I think like, oh, that's delicious in its own way. But Mm like having like a, a woman only birth space like that was my you know my situation and and it was so perfect for me and I loved it like my three women around me you know yeah but it's like it's like what my partner said he's like I I feel like he was like he it was beautiful having him there but like the women were the main yeah people for me he was like I feel like I've just been like after it he's like I felt like I was like in like got this VIP ticket to like women's business, like because he was sort of on the outer and like not meaning to be, but you know he just. But he was like, "This is wild! Like you guys are like what?" That is so cool that he said that. Yeah, he was like, "It's like a ticket into the v- like into women's business." I'm like, "Well, you did. You got front row seat. <laughs> be bloody grateful, mate." <laughs> oh my gosh such yeah wow and probably such a shift in like the relationship like how could you not oh birth is just so designed to be an initiation you know like you cannot just go through that and then be the same person like you it's 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 designed absolutely perfectly like I have just no doubts about that in my mind at all oh god my life has changed so much Hmm. like my birth with her like especially like you know letting it happen like that like it, it changes all of us it is an initiation each time yeah the lessons are all there that we just learn about ourselves and I love what you said before how you're like you know our kids don't are not there to save us even though sometimes they're the words that we use mm-hmm. but they're there they're there to that they're, well, they're there to teach us and they bring they they're always showing us where we need to heal and where we need to step up. They like reflect things up. back and yes. they help us evolve and all yeah. the time. Every yeah. day. Like these little tiny people that you know, it's so weird. Like back in the day, it's like you need to be seen and not heard or whatever. But it's like they're actually they know way more than us. Way more. <laughs> yeah. So you were in the water mm-hmm. and you were surrounded by these beautiful women. <laughs> sounds so good 
showering you an affirmation of how powerful your body is Mm -hmm. and then what what happened next yeah so there was this again like birth is like this energetic thing like there was this feeling in the space that we had created and I just knew I wanted to try something else like I I had been in the water for a while and you know I could feel Stevie descending like oh my goodness (laughs) I could feel everything that was going on and I was like whoa but I just knew I was like I think I want to try getting out of the water and like like you know bearing down and like I just wanted to have that experience but I was like too afraid to say it out loud because the water was so nice and comforting and like but there was there was a feeling like not like stagnation but almost like that but there was like a you can feel that in between space that discomfort right before something shifts it's like oh how long do we stay here and I think my midwife could feel that within me as well and I can't remember if I said something or she said something, but she was like, you know, sometimes like if you want to get out of the pool, like it's okay. And and you can allow gravity to really help you. And like, I think I looked at her or I, I don't remember the specifics, but it was like this intuitive feeling. We were all connected to the energy of the birth. Mm. And she was kind of holding my hand through that, that it was okay and and wait for the next contraction and we can try getting out. And I tried a couple of different things and I was just kind of finding where I wanted to be and ended up in the bathroom, like pretty much on my hands and knees. Although I kind of had my hands like on the, the rack of like where, you know, it was like one of those like disabled toilets where they've got the, Mm. I don't know. What do you call that? The support bar, like, Yeah. yeah, something like that. We all know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> so I was holding on to that and I was resting on my, like my shins and my knees, I guess you would say. So not like squatting, squatting, but like, yeah, it's kind of hard to describe, but anyway. <laughs> and my midwife was like, shake your hips, Lizzie, like as if you're dancing. So I was rocking my hips back and forth, which felt so good and was just allowing her head to come down. And um, yeah it kind of happened pretty quickly from there. Like once I found that position I wanted to be in, that felt good. Um, Yeah, she just was born and my midwife caught her. And gosh, it was really surreal, like so surreal to see. Like I was watching her head come out of me and like these little eyes like blinking up at me when she was still coming out. I'm like, oh my gosh what is going so and that was beautiful I was like oh she's okay like the blinking it was like okay cool like because you're just already a mom you know like caring for this little person and you know she was on my chest and there was just this this moment like all of the emotions and you know you work so hard to get to that point and it's this big build up and then the release and it's just the best um and just holding her and that there's probably like a couple of minutes that passed I don't know time is so weird at that stage Mm. (laughs) non-existent like I don't know was it a day was it a few minutes and then I was like oh we get to find out the gender like oh my gosh like I hadn't even thought like it totally slipped my mind that that was a thing 
and, th- and then I was like, it was like the next out of body moment of like, I knew you were a girl. Like I knew it. Yes, I did but that like, too. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I like I didn't know. let myself fully trust that in my pregnancy. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, oh, totally. maybe, I don't know. I don't want to get disappointed, whatever. I knew, yeah. I so knew. And it was like, don't- yes. Don't you reckon you look back on a lot of your pregnancy and like birth <laughs> moments like and reflect and you go, oh, my intuition was right. Yeah. It was always right. You know, you get that little voice that's like, mm-mm, where you're like, ah, yeah. But then when you reflect on it, well, that's, it was all confirmation that I've, I've always been right. Yes. Yeah. I've always been right. I love that. Yes. <laughs> I'm true. goddamn right. All the time. <laughs> space like pregnancy and birth like that's built into us you know yes it's yeah yeah it's our design (laughs) totally I want to have another baby talking about all this oxytocin is addictive (laughs) yes yeah and and like yeah transformation as well like going on a transformation journey it's just like that's addictive too yeah totally (laughs) I feel like I'm deep in that transformation right now it's like it's so good hey (laughs) and also brutal like yeah equally brutal it's yeah you have to be willing a willing participant in the mm-hmm. journey of evolution and leveling up but each baby yeah. they give you that opportunity whether you take it or not so yeah oh, how so special lucky. so lucky as women to have these opportunities like it you know, and that's why you know our menarch and our period is just practice for this because it's like we've always got that opportunity to um birth and rebirth and you know into the new cycle all the time it's mm. we're actually it, we're, it's so cool being a woman yeah it's actually so cool like we're just I always say we're just literal manifestations of mother earth like we're forever cycling and shedding and growing and rebirthing and dying and <laughs> yes we just we just yes oh I love it so yeah. what what was um so she was born. Did you catch her? My midwife caught her. Yeah. Yeah. And just put her straight onto me. Um, and I sort of stayed in that spot for a while, just holding her, crying, realizing she was a girl, all the things. And I was there for a good probably five minutes or maybe even more. I, I don't know. Probably not really that long. It felt long. <laughs> mm. um, I was like, okay, I think I'm ready to like stand up and like go lay down on the bed now. And the way that every, you know, woman in that room made sure that me standing up and going to the bed that like that Stevie was attached to me and I was holding her and she was on my chest. Like they lifted me up literally and like moved me to the bed. Not like picked me up, but like, you know, (laughs) they were holding my arms and like, yeah, it was just, there was no one was like, oh, I'll hold the baby, you know, none of that. And, like, the second that I stood up, um, Stevie's placenta just, like, literally just came out. Like, it, wow. I, it just 
flopped. Like there's no other word for it. It just came out and my midwife was there with a bowl ready and I didn't even tell her, like I didn't have a contraction. I didn't feel it. Like I wasn't even thinking about it, to be honest. I was like, oh, I'm ready to go lay down on the bed. And I think she just had the bowl ready anyway, just in case. And yeah, we like had our first feed, all the things, um, waited a while for the cord. And then I really wanted my mum to cut it. That was like a big thing. And then she was like, are you sure? Are you sure? I was like, yeah, yeah. I want you to like have that experience. Um, and then before I went home, like a couple hours, like, I don't know, timing is such a weird thing. Mm. Um, we buried the placenta in the garden of the birth house because someone had donated a pomegranate tree and my midwife was like oh it's just like waiting for a placenta and like uh, that the pomegranate week- tree too is like the goddess Persephone yes I don't know if you yeah it's yeah. like beautiful maiden like like I can't deal with this oh and the whole story of Persephone and everything I connected yes. to so much I was like this is crazy <laughs> yeah, I've got again. yeah so <laughs> placenta burial ceremony that happened and then I went home and and you know it was just like a normal day like it was so yeah just like all it like my literally my dad went to work that morning while I was in labor and he came home from work that evening and like I had had a baby all in a day's work <laughs> yeah literally <laughs> you're amazing (laughs) and and what was your postpartum like with her Mm. yeah it was pretty cruisy to be honest I I think I got kind of lucky I don't know I really felt um that intuition continued on of like trusting the process, trusting my body, trusting her, like that deep instinct of like, I just wanted to have her in bed with me and like just cuddle right next to her. And and breastfeeding was pretty tricky. That was our biggest hurdle for sure. Um, latching, like those first few days, it was like just trying to figure it out. Um, on day five, we like really found our flow. So breastfeeding is really like underrated though it's like not talked about enough like how difficult it can be like because you're so tender and raw and it's just like this other element of like like it's just a a bit of another obstacle you know that you have to get used to and it's a big learning curve for both baby and mama like even if you have a smooth birth it's still another thing that you both have to navigate and learn together and we need to normalize like that rite of passage as well, yes, you know, like totally. it's the same as birth. It's not always going to be pain-free and easeful. It's not saying it should be painful long-term, but the first, you know, the initiation is the beginning of breastfeeding is an initiation and, and um, it's something you haven't done before and the baby's, you know, getting you're getting to know each other and your milk's coming in and, you're establishing milk supply. It's a whole thing. It's and a whole thing. Everyone's got an opinion. Everyone's <laughs> got an opinion about it. Like you need to do this. Yeah. You need to do this to your nipples. You need to harden them. You need to soften them. You need to do it. I'm like, oh my God. Like We just need I to hold okay? space for yeah. that mother-baby relationship and take each day as it comes. And 
I think if, yeah, then it definitely needs to be more information and support around breastfeeding and the fourth trimester. Yes. Yes. I, yeah, I, I mean, I was again, so determined that I was going to figure it out and breastfeed. Like that was like a non-negotiable. And I think again, like the rite of passage, it's so true because I had hired a private midwife like I got access to her for six weeks postpartum and like I could have as many home visits with her as I needed. And I'm so grateful for that, that because she helped me so much with the breastfeeding in the beginning, like actually helped me. Like I know there's a lot of people, you know, are trying to seek help and it's really not helpful, but she was just there like supporting me and yeah, like we, we got it. And she just, instilled so much confidence in me and was like no yeah you're gonna get this like it's gonna be fine like and then I breastfed Stevie for like two almost two and a half years so it was like oh we had a rocky start but (laughs) it went fine so that's super encouraging I think to look back on also looking back I think I was nervous like I was so that was the one thing like birth I'm like yeah I got this all the things but breastfeeding I was like (laughs) (laughs) oh my god she loves you so much did you have a good time (laughs) little Audrey just woke up from her nap at the boob and she's telling her mama how thankful she is thank you mama She's like, we're talking about breastfeeding. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite thing. Um, oh, so what a beautiful first birth experience and wow, initiation into motherhood and womanhood and <laughs> just like tapping into your innate knowing and trusting your instincts. Mm. That's so powerful. Yeah. Um, and so jumping into little Audrey, who just woke up to hear her birth story, into her story, mm. how did that all unfold? Oh, yeah. So as you yeah. said, I had this epic initiation into motherhood and this epic birth and pregnancy. And I was like, I want to do it again. Like it's, it's well, again, designed that way. Totally. Totally. I'm I like, to, go on yes. back more. <laughs> I'm thinking that now. My partner doesn't want to borrow oh. it. And I'm like, oh, give me all the babies. I'm just going to go and impregnate myself out there. Yeah, <laughs> totally. He wants me. <laughs> it was intense baby fever. Like, I don't even know if it was normal to like have that intense of an urge and desire to conceive. Like it was all I could think about, like my first bleed, like postpartum. Um, I, I remember like my first, like in a winter as a mother, I was, I just went to such a dark place and I was like, I'm not having another period again. Like I will be pregnant by the next, like, you know, like, which is so intense. <laughs> yeah I get it though we all get it (laughs) yeah yeah whoa we've all been there oh my gosh and I had this like I was totally had this connection going with Audrey and I already knew her name and everything and I'm like you know it's going to be even more undisturbed than the first time like 
I don't want to take a pregnancy test. I, Cause now I knew about my cycle. I didn't know about that when I was 21, but now I know about my cycle and ovulation and all the things. So I was like, okay, this time <laughs> it's going to be like this, 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 this. And it was like, it was the most uneventful pregnancy, which is exactly what I wanted. I didn't watch all the birth videos. I didn't read any books. I didn't listen to the podcast. I didn't take the friggin' supplements and herbs and eat all the dates. I was like, I am just a woman existing on earth. I don't need anything medical. I don't need anything outside of myself. If I want it, sure, great. But like, I, it's not going to come from a place of need or lack or like it was, it was such a, <laughs> looking back at it now. I love it so much. I can so relate to that. Like, <laughs> oh, it's so yeah. good. It was, it was really meant to be that experience. And like Audrey's spirit is so strong, like the insane, you know, synchronicities and things that would happen. It was, it was mind blowing, like just absolutely the most, like, like I said, uneventful and normal because I was just living life and being a woman and also growing a baby but at the same time, like totally psychedelic, totally like the veil was just ripped off of the earth. And like, I don't know, like the air felt different. Like everything was different. Like wild pregnancy, I feel like is such a, it's so funny because it literally was freaking wild. Like there was like a spider on my face one day, like literally just like crawling over my face. And it was like this significant message come through. And, and the like, spider is like the feminine, like... <laughs> symbol I think like because mm. I, I run into big huntsmen all the time I'm like what do you want from me oh my gosh <laughs> spider and like the whole wolf thing was like a thing and, yes. and there was snakes in my not in my house, running like, with wolves it was okay, crazy it yeah. was yeah totally crazy and and I feel like it was that t- that I know so many women have had this experience where you have your free birth And it's so amazing, of course, but then you're like, oh, okay, cool. Like that was just so normal. Like it was just so just, (laughs) I just had a baby and it was really casual, even though it was like so not casual, but it so was. And this burning urge and desire and this passion and obsession for birth, which is still obviously very much alive within me, it kind of just like settled. It was like, oh, it's literally just birth. Like, why is everyone so, <laughs> you know, mm. like, yeah, I don't know. After Stevie's birth, it was like this intense, like, oh my gosh, people need to know about this. After Audrey's birth, I was like, okay, I can chill now. Like, yeah. they already yeah. know. <laughs> wow. You got the, like the medicine, like really yeah. integrated into your being. You like, oh, yeah. I fully get that. Hey, it's like, it's just birth. Yes. And you, and you just wanted to experience that absolute normality and that existence of just being, being woman, you know, growing a baby and then birthing it. And it's like, mm. it's the most magnificent, normal, boring thing, isn't it? It's like, what yeah. is all the fuss? <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. Totally. Wow. I loved it. It was like, um, it just feels like Audrey. Like it, I feel like each 
pregnancy and birth it's like let you're like getting a glimpse of who they are going to be yes and also like where you are at within your own self like if yeah. there's a reflection there too but I just felt like I was communing with Audrey and like she was showing me like you really that pregnancy was about me learning about my worthiness and setting boundaries and there was all these things I had to go through like Mm. initiations and and I was just like thrown into all of that and like yeah just the way that I experienced pregnancy and and everything felt different like it just felt so instinctual even though it was the first time it was like in a different way um and then honestly the labor and birth was pretty similar to Stevie except you know this time I stayed at home and I just stayed in the water um it was around about 12 hours from like the first little niggle to like a baby but in saying that it felt like it went a lot quicker. Like I think, you know, cause I had done it before and I had so much trust and confidence in my ability to birth and obviously physically, like literally my body's done it before. Like when it like kicked off, like it happened very quickly, but like the early labor was like nice and drawn out throughout the day. It was Do like you want to go right to the start back, take us to the start of her labor. Like just cause I'm just, birth Mm. obsessed and I want all the details (laughs) what was the first sign of labor with her and like how many weeks were you and how were you feeling in that in that lead up yeah so similar to Stevie I was like around about 41 weeks plus a couple of days I guess that's just my body's happy place like Mm. that's what yeah seems to be the pattern um and yeah there was no like psychic birthday prediction this time around except for Stevie Stevie was adamant that it was going to be July and like she was born on the 30th of July so I was like I don't know Stevie like we're getting pretty close to August she's like July mom it's oh my goodness yeah it's she's three and a half next month but she's friggin psychic I swear to god she says things and I'm like how did you know that it's so weird well that's like the theme of your pregnancy with her as well like mm-hmm. when you think about it that's her theme like because that was her first rite of passage is being born and then that theme and that feeling of when you're when you're pregnant with her because that's like that was a cool reflection on me with me like how my mom felt giving birth to me which is a theme I've had to sort of work through and live with mm-hmm. that makes so much sense yeah wow and you were were channeling each other in that pregnancy like you were so interwoven and she was probably communicating with you and you're like this Mm. is the day you're going to be born and she was like yes that is the day (laughs) all these things wow how magic so July 30 yes I woke up in the morning so I thankfully Audrey let me have a full night of sleep Stevie did not that's okay um I woke up in the morning at I think honestly it was probably around like 7 30 which I gave birth to her like literally 12 hours later so I was starting to have little like crampy feelings and I was like so excited my mum was she flew out again um and she was in my living room so she was you know because I've moved out of home now so she was staying with me and I like 
got up, went to, went to go to the toilet, like get myself a glass of water, took my probiotics, like morning routine things. And I'm talking to my mom. I was like, I can feel some feelings. Like, I don't know. It's, it was so mild. It was really, really nothing like super urgent. So I was like, I don't know, like it might be nothing, but it's there. And I went back to sleep and I kind of was going in and out of sleep for a few hours. I woke up super late that day. Like when I actually got up properly, it was probably like 1030 in the morning. And I realized like I was still having these sensations. So I was like, yeah, cool. I'll probably just have this casual labor through the day and then maybe it'll happen tonight or maybe tomorrow. Like it just didn't feel urgent. It's so funny. It felt really slow and super mild. I was like, okay, cool. I was happily going about my day at home, chilling. We were sitting outside in the sunshine and I was kind of breathing every now and then and it just really slowly came on. Um, I sort of had something to eat in the afternoon and, and as it was getting more towards like four, four thirty in the afternoon, I was like, okay, like I'm ready to go inwards now. Like I put my phone away. I put on the birth playlist. Like we, you know, kind of had the mood lighting going. Um, I already had the pool like set up in, in the home, like not with water in it, but yeah, it was there. <laughs> It had been there for weeks though. And I was just going inwards. And in my mind, I thought we had such a long way to go because it was really not a lot going on. Like, like it was, but it wasn't. And I was kind of leaning over the couch. I remember it felt really good to like kind of be on my hands and knees again and kind of in that kneeling position. And I put like some towels under me and I was just like, yeah, just getting in the zone, feeling what felt good, going with that. This time I felt so much more control over my sounds. Like, I don't think it matters, but, you know, I was projecting a lot in Stevie's birth, like just so outwards. And and this time I was like really conscious of like bringing it down low and keeping it in, not in, but yeah, I'm sure you guys know what I mean. Like, yeah, working with it, like, yeah really in it and and I don't know like going up to the kitchen bench and like really dropping into this squat and moving my hip like just really Mm. instinctually moving around my home in a way that just felt good and I felt like oh I loved her labor it was so beautiful I think having that first one under your belt especially if it does go really beautifully and is physiological and all the things like that second time there's just so much trust and like I got this I'm just gonna do whatever feels good and yeah my mom was kind of like when do you want Natasha to come over that's my bestie and she had like again her whole family lives in a caravan they've just done a lap around Australia and they made sure to drive all the way up to where I am to be here for this like that's so special North Queensland so in Mackay okay (laughs) were you down in Victoria for your first yes yeah wow so at some point yeah um yeah and I could not answer that question I was like I don't know She's like, oh, I think they're going to have dinner soon. And I I was just getting annoyed. I was just like, I don't know. Like, 
I just tell her to come like I don't know and I'm so grateful because like she rocked up like just before seven and I had her at 7 30 so it was like oh my gosh like if we had waited any longer because like once the sun went down it just went off like I don't even know like it went from like this really slow gentle mild labor through the day and then the sun went down and I was like leaning over the couch and I could feel my body like getting ready to have a baby and I'm like what the heck is going on like I thought it's gonna be so much further away like I'm getting in the pool now we need to start filling up the pool with water mom's like are you sure like I know you said you don't want to get in the pool like too soon I was like I don't care I don't care what I said I'm getting in now fill the pool (laughs) (laughs) literally like because that was the question she's like when do you want to get in the pool like that she'd asked me earlier in the day I was like oh no I'll just know like yeah just know when it's time I don't want to get in there too early and be in there for ages but but we'll know so I was like this is the moment this is it (laughs) yeah looking back I'm like I probably could have got in there earlier but I just didn't realize we were that close to having her um and oh I loved birthing Audrey like there there was so much pressure because the waters hadn't ruptured still there was just like this oh epic pressure and then there was this one contraction so my my bestie had arrived she was taking photos and I loved it when she got there because like we just like she didn't really say anything she just sat next to me I was in the pool and we just kind of like held each other's arms and it was like this energetic thing of like I'm here now like just this transfer of energy where, where we were just, you know, like she was tapping into the birth portal, you know. Oh, that's so beautiful. And best friends are so special, aren't they? That's just something else. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And she really was like the unofficial midwife. Like she was with me yes. through all the crazy shit that was going on. And like she was having crazy messages and signs from Audrey. And like it was just, it was so beautiful. Um, to have her with me through all of that um yeah so there there was that that one contraction where there was like this really loud burst and like some of the waters came out it's still it wasn't like that full release that I wanted it was like some of the waters came out I was like okay (laughs) that was pathetic but sure (laughs) (laughs) like come on um I think I went into transition after that which was super uneventful again I was prepared that stuff might come out this time but it just didn't um I really wanted a kombucha like that was what I wanted I wanted I did not I was not expecting you to say that then (laughs) I was was about to push the baby out and I really needed a kombucha (laughs) I love it like someone get me that kombucha that I had tried to start drinking hours ago like oh it was so good it's in the birth video like sharing the kombucha and you can see just like the ecstasy on my face (laughs) (laughs) I needed that to be able to push her out you needed that little oomph and that energy burst and hydration (laughs) it was it was the best. Like kombucha has never tasted that good before. I'm just, I'm just, I don't know how appropriate this is, but like 
It's reminding me of like when you're super hungover mm. and you wake up in the middle of the night and you're like, there's just this really nice drink in the fridge. Like, and you yeah. get it like, go, 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 go. And you're like, oh, yes. You're <laughs> the best. Oh, love, love that kombucha. <laughs> That like something it kind of slowed down for a minute. Like there was like a bit of a break, and then I could feel like okay, we're ready to go now. Yeah, I was having waves, and I just it was like all of a sudden her head was right there. Like, shocked me because with Stevie it was such a progression. Like I could feel every little movement of her. Like edging closer and then pulling back and then edge like it was it was so physical but I think with Audrey like she just was like okay I'm ready now like she was kind of just hanging out and then she was there and I was like what the heck there's the head I was like I'm gonna have this baby like any minute now and that whole energy shifted I was like oh yes like yes like set up the phone like get start recording all the things I was like telling everyone what to do it was so funny um yeah and I I just birthed her head with like the next contraction and then there was a pause like there was a good few minutes that her head was out where there was no contraction and it was just this like moment where it was like if there was any point where I was going to get scared or start to like have a bit of fear come in, it would have been that moment. There was like this feeling of like anticipation and excitement and also like impatience. I was like, what's going on? What's going on? Like your, your head's out. Like with Stevie, it was so quick. Like as soon as her head was out, like she was out, you know? So I was like, what position were you in? Um, Again, I was like pretty much on my knees and like kind of, not squatting but like yeah yeah like I was sitting on my legs does that make yeah, sense yeah 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 totally <laughs> like hanging over the pool kind of thing mm-hmm. and I'll drop my head down and like really go in and then I'd come out and like talk to Stevie and talk to my mom yeah. my friend and literally you can hear like because my friend recorded it you can hear me being like oh the head's rotating like I'm like narrating the birth to everyone oh that that's the thing when her head came out all the waters released and it was the best oh. finally I got that like oh release of like all that pressure so so loved that moment and then there was the pause and then I could feel okay it's about to it's about to happen like I'm about to meet my baby and I'm like who are you going to be like who is this little person going to be Again, totally knew she was going to be a girl. Like, and, and this time around, I let myself actually be like, yeah, I know, which yeah. was nice. And yeah. Yeah, like, I just, like, I caught her and pulled her up um, and met like her. You caught her? Did you, like, you did that this time? Oh, that's so cool. Yes. I love that. I really, yeah, I really wanted to do that. Um, and then I invited my oldest daughter, Stevie, into the pool um and and she like got to be there in that moment and found out she was a girl you know you check and then you like do a double take because you're like oh my god really yes (laughs) I see this correctly yes um and again the placenta was very similar like although this time around I felt there was like a contraction behind it 
So that was interesting. Like I had stood up and I was like, okay, I'm ready to get out of the pool now. And then I'm like, oh, actually, no, no, no. I'm going to sit back down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> First placenta. Um, yeah. And then like literally 20 minutes after I gave birth to Audrey, I was in bed. She latched on so well. She just started feeding amazingly. I was like, oh, thank gosh. Like she was just all over it. Um, had such a good latch from the get-go. Like, thank you, (laughs) Audrey. (laughs) Um, And then, yeah, so then we did like a full lotus birth, which was like another really important thing I wanted to experience this time. I just like the thread of like, you know, from the beginning, like knowing when I conceived, not taking a pregnancy test, like, you know, going through this totally sovereign pregnancy, having the free birth, not cutting the cord, like that whole cycle, like that was so supposed to be Audrey and my, like our journey. And Mm. that was a whole other layer of like medicine within, like and intuition and communication with Audrey and all of the things and, and yeah, prioritizing rest in postpartum and all of that good stuff. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, I'm again, like totally magic, like absolutely earth shatteringly psychedelic and also so frigging normal. And I'm so happy that Stevie was with us and she got to witness her sister being born because yeah, I just feel like that was really an important like integration piece. Like there was no confusion around like, oh, there's this other person here now because it's just been Stevie and I for like, you know, two and a half years at that point or somewhere. She was about to turn three and it had always just been us and we are so tight. Like we've just never been apart really for very long at all ever. And it was like, okay, there's this other person coming in. And so it really felt like it needed to be this intimate, connected experience where she was like right there with me. And and even when I was like, before I had gotten in the pool with Audrey and I was le- leaning over the couch and roaring and having these intense contractions, Stevie like came in between me and the couch facing me and like wrapped her arms around my neck and I was squeezing her and like breathing through it and she like she was my midwife you know like we were just so together it was so magic it's cool how our children hold space like that (laughs) both of my children like um yeah really held space in my birth like I was quite like I wasn't surprised, but I was like, I don't know, I just felt really proud, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. And just yeah, like, I get you that. are so you are so intrinsically connected to your children when you know when you can allow just them to come in. It's like, oh, oh. beautiful, hey. <laughs> so I good. love that. Oh my goodness. You're such an incredible mama. <laughs> You're so incredible. I'm like <laughs> Oh, just being showered in love by you guys this whole time. <laughs> That's what we do. And sometimes, like, you, oh. all you have to do with birth is get out of your own way and just yeah. get back in your body. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like both times you were able to do that so well. Mm. And with Audrey's, you were able to kind of soften like yeah. soften a lot and just 
everything was fluid and just there was you were just being and even Stevie's role in the birth she was able to just be and like step up as big sister and space holder for you and it was such a natural evolution the whole the whole pregnancy birth and beyond it was like and the lotus birth that's so How amazing long was the lotus birth yeah the, the, the placenta attached for do you want to just quickly for anyone who doesn't know what a lotus birth is like yeah. explain that and then just touch upon what that experience was like yeah yeah totally so basically just not cutting the cord leaving baby and placenta attached until you know it naturally detaches on its own um and that was on day five so which is kind of funny because like day five postpartum with stevie was when we really clicked with the breastfeeding so i wonder if there's like a connection there mm. yeah and and there was a real energetic shift on that day like within me my energy for whatever reason that was the day i like washed my hair for the first time post but like there was just this this energetic shift that happened naturally and i could feel it was going to be that day there was like a really difficult conversation that I had to have with my mum the night before um and I could feel intuitively that Audrey was like you need to embody everything that you worked through in that pregnancy of like your worthiness your boundaries asking for your need like all of that was really big medicine with Audrey and I was like oh again that that sitting in that discomfort of like Mm, just before something shifts like there was that energy on that like last day and yeah like the whole thing it was such medicine and um I would just you know put herbs on her placenta every day and like change the herbs and Stevie would help me with that and it was like this real soft landing for Audrey mm -hmm. like way that I feel it's like the easiest way for me to conceptualize it all is that the placenta is the bridge from the womb to earth like it's their guide yep. <laughs> that sort of carries them from you know one side to the other and and I just wanted her to like be as sovereign as she could and, and make her own decision about what she wanted mm. to do and and land when she wants to land and there is no rush we don't have anywhere to be like you know like take your time landing in your body and landing here on earth and yeah she like the cord had gotten super drip brittle <laughs> and yeah. super dry and it was like literally like it could just be knocked off at any moment towards the end and we were all sitting on the couch so everyone was around you know what we've come to know how are you carrying it I had like a little placenta bag that I got from blissful oh. Herbs. yeah so, and it just became normal. Like I'd just have her in Audrey in my arm and I can have the placenta in my hand and I could like do things. Like it was like, it just becomes normal. Um, yeah. Cause I suppose they're so little at the start. Um, but yeah, it also just really encourages you to like sit down and like you have yeah. to think a lot harder about getting up and going to do something, which I think is another really beautiful design of that um conscious just slow conscious step by step like <laughs> you know I remember rushing one time in my lotus birth and I like the whole the whole placenta came out of my bed I like four in the morning and I was like oh, oh no 
was all good because I actually just laughed about it on the phone. But and a yeah, reminder yeah. to slow down, Mama. Slow down. Can I just also say <laughs> well, that Prim, yeah. my baby just pulled this card. I've got like goddess cards, and it's like Lady of the Lotus Born. I'm like, that's so cool. Oh my god! It's like embodiment is the deepest bliss. My body was made for enlightenment, and it's called Lady of the Lotus Born. I'm like, how did you know? Take a photo of that. We're gonna post oh, yes. it on our Instagram. <laughs> yes. yes. What the heck? I love I that. I feel like that is such confirmation. Like it's so potent. Even that, that you know, falling out of the bed, like that's the magic. Like that is the medicine. Yes. Like it's yes. to happen, you know? Totally. Yeah. And it brings totally. you back into the moment. Like you're like, oh, wow. Like I'm newly postpartum. There's a placenta still attached to my baby. Like, yes, well, you, know, exactly. you know, you know, that reminder, like, wow. Yeah. I need to be more present and gentle and slow. Yeah. Always. <laughs> the placenta is such a cool organ though. Like I just had such a beautiful appreciation for it with the lotus birth and just even just like the connection with like blood and um, oh, just all of it. Because Lucy also did like uh, placenta prints as well which was just so so cool like I had them hanging up for ages and I remember like family members would walk in because they were up for ages and I'm just the look on their face I was like yeah good (laughs) that's my blood that's my placenta (laughs) (laughs) why these stories like your story why this is all so important to talk about and we're so normalizing it and just like like it is just birth and it's a lotus birth and placenta and blood now men are it's just so important to like normalize and to see it like shed light all over it and it be seen and like it's so beautiful like we shouldn't be hiding any parts of our self ever and I think it's the reason why we are in the place that we're at right now you know with the disempowerment that we're feeling is because we have been hiding our bleeds you know we're minimizing our pregnancies and how we show up and we're disconnected from our inner wisdom and we're outsourcing we need outside yeah affirmation from other sources that everything's okay but really just plug into yourself Mm -hmm. um that's been like a huge lesson in all my pregnancies but one I'm navigating right now (laughs) um but and yeah that like you like it's blood is beautiful our our peer our you know our menstruation blood is beautiful our birth blood is beautiful placentas are part of birth it's not rubbish that you throw away mm. oh and that is gosh. so wild to me I used to do that as a midwife it was really messed up I feel like I want to swear but I'm not gonna <laughs> do it. I'm gonna try and censor myself this podcast um I never do but, <laughs> but yeah like it's it's wild how disconnected we are is what I'm meaning to say and I think the more that we bring intention back and um ceremony and self-reflection and we see it more it's going to normalize it and we're going to teach our daughters and the next generation like what their bodies are capable of and to not feel shame yeah absolutely like 
we were at the park a few weeks ago and, and Stevie's playing with these kids and they've got shovels and buckets and digging in the sand. And Stevie's like, yeah, we're going to bury the placenta. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> what have I done? It's so true. And it is going to feel awkward and uncomfortable when you're like the first one in your family to do something like that. But, like, this is the work and, and this is so yeah. awesome that you guys have created this space to share these stories because, like, this is medicine. Like, mm. in that first pregnancy, if, if I didn't have all of those first stories to listen to and watch, like, I don't know, would I have, I don't know what would have happened. Like, would be very interesting. But literally, like, I didn't, yeah, like, the most powerful research has always been listening to other women and other mums. Like, yes. really, like that's it. Just listen yeah. to other mums. Like. <laughs> because it's in our blueprint. Like, we crave that. That's what we would have been doing. Yes. Like, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. Like, it's that's what we were doing yeah. from the dawn of time, sitting in circle and, and just holding space for one another and storytelling and seeing parts of ourselves reflected back in affirmation from another woman. And because all of the medicine and knowledge is inside of us, yeah. but you're not meant to do this alone. Yeah. So that's why it's so powerful to hear it reflected back to you from another woman, to feel seen. It's so powerful. And um. That's why I really value storytelling. And I think we all, like just the way that women, you know, um, they crave podcasts now with birth stories. You can see that's because it's that inner knowing and that, that we, that that's the source. Mm -hmm. That's where we're meant to be finding education because it's um, not that hierarchy, you know, yeah. It's like yeah. where you can you can just listen and dip in and out. If something resonates, take it on. If it doesn't leave it, it's not being told. Something is like, you know, this is like by the book. This is the text. This is how things should be done. It's like just someone's story. There's like ego taken out of it. And it's a really beautiful, gentle way of um, of growing and that self-inquiry gets triggered and that curiosity and plant seeds and it's just... <laughs> the way it's meant like to be a done sneak peek, a little sneak peek into somebody's discussion to a podcast it's like oh you're you're in their discussion like the little fly on the wall where they're just chatting and like I love what you said before you're like oh you're showering me in love but that's what like we should be doing anyway like it's another example of the sisterhood yeah and connection and that we don't have to be in competition or if somebody's you know triumphs and accomplishments and successes it doesn't you know like belittle our own like we can be happy and we can compliment and just say you are amazing because you are like I love that so much because I genuinely do see that in you in Lucy like it doesn't take away anything from me at all um you know so it's almost mm. we not only like with the birth stuff it's like we're you know role playing role playing role role playing is that the word <laughs> we're modeling behavior is modeling that... oh my god role playing i just got this like, <laughs> you need to this like dirty nurse sorry um, we're, <laughs> modeling. we're modeling like like a healthy sister connection with you know a healthy 
connection with women where we don't actually have to be the same. We don't have to agree with things. We don't all have to be like earth mamas or anything, but we can still appreciate, you know, that, you know, our different parts, like deeper parts in ourselves. And it's just well, really being cool. different, I love that. Being different is like I love I love having different people in my life because they all give me different things and they show me different parts of myself as well yeah yeah it's like so important um there's so many layers to this whole feminine conversation (laughs) so many but um it definitely all starts I believe anyway at birth like and laying those foundations and doing the healing of that you know intergenerational trauma or um it's such big work and yeah so yeah thank you so much for coming on this morning this afternoon (laughs) and sharing your two incredible birth stories that have been such a pleasure to listen to and have gifted me as like a pregnant mama so much like it's been a really epic chat like I'm like I I feel so like so full right now and I'm so glad that we can share this with other mamas and other women and keep the conversations going and keep planting those seeds and keep normalizing different ways of doing birth and mothering and all the things. And that you can still be an empowered, badass, soft woman, even when you're solo parenting two daughters, like it's not all about like suffering and, oh my God, my God, you know what I mean? Like the martyr type of vibe like mm. you can still thrive you can still make that choice to grow and be strong and make a difference and I think that's so fucking inspiring hey I think you are so inspiring oh you guys I'm fully fully honored to just like connect in and and to be able to have this conversation and yeah hopefully yeah impact other, I, I know it will impact other women and that's yeah. really exciting yes what you guys are doing is so needed and so important and like you said like yeah the storytelling it is the deepest truth out there yes it's just the modern day storytelling with the podcast you know usually we're yeah. there on a fire or whatever yeah but you know it's we're, we're in 2023 now like this is just we're <laughs> the modern day witches you know yeah. <laughs> yes all right we might leave it there thank you so much beautiful lizzie it's been such an honor so lovely Um, to meet you you feel like an old friend (laughs) (laughs) and i will pop i'll pop your instagram handle in our show notes and in um yeah in our instagram if you'd like to go and find her and connect in and she's got so much beautiful footage of her birth and all the things she's so magical oh, all right you. thank you see you audrey Woo-hoo.